This is Sunday night worship service, September the 17th, 2023. Senior Pastor Farrell Hardison bringing the message tonight. Part number 19 of What We Believe. Here's Pastor Farrell. So we're going to talk about, and, and this is a, uh, a thick chapter in the book, chapter 5, which is on page 169, is where uh, this uh, uh, chapter begins. We're going to talk about spirit baptism. Now, so far in the teaching I've done, I've told you how we and evangelicals are alike. We're alike. They believe you need to be saved. We believe you need to be saved. They believe Jesus died on the cross for our sins. We believe that. Uh, they believe also in a form of sanctification, maybe not quite like we do, but they know that uh, all churches that believe the Bible and believe the basics of Scripture and and fundamental foundational doctrine believe these things. But here, here's where we're going to part company with them. Uh, I don't know really the denomination of the black church in town, but um, uh, we, as far as I know, uh, are the only Pentecostal church. Do y'all, is there one I don't know about? I, I, I'm assuming the nearest one would be a church of God uh, somewhere or a Church of God of Prophecy, that's a Pentecostal church. Assemblies of God is a Pentecostal church. Uh, but I believe in this town, we're the only Pentecostal church. Is that is that true? I think that's right. Josh, can you there a Pentecostal church as well? Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. They're not right as we are, but they're right, aren't they, about some stuff? <laughs> so we're a Pentecostal church, and this is where our church... And people who are Pentecostal churches and Pentecostal people, um, where we are distinctively different. And uh, I like that difference. I don't want to give up that difference. I believe it's biblical. I believe our brothers and sisters on the other side uh, are, I, I believe they just misunderstood it. Uh, I believe. Uh, I believe the whole Bible, all the Bible. I don't believe any of the Bible's not for now. I believe the whole Bible's for now. Even the Old Testament part. We may not have to go through the rituals they went through in the Old Testament anymore, but the Old Testament, all it does is point to Jesus. It's all about the blood, shedding the blood for the forgiveness of sin that we might be made right with God the Father. And um, so even the Old Testament is all about Jesus Christ. It's all applicable uh, to us. And we should never think any part of the Bible in some way, some form, it might be through symbolism, but it applies. It applies to the truth um, of, of God's Word. So on page uh, 169, chapter 5, he, did, he does with this book, this chapter, what he does with all his chapters, and shows you this doctrine a little bit in each uh, category of the Bible. Uh, the Pentateuchs, the first five books, poetry books or Psalms, and, and Ecclesiastes, and Proverbs, and, and all of that. And, uh, and so they're the poetry books. And then the, the wisdom book, well, the wisdom books would be, the wisdom books would be Ecclesiastes and Proverbs, and, and others. And then prophecy, of course, is the prophets, the Old Testament prophets, what they would say. And then the Gospels, you know what that is, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Then Acts, where the Holy Spirit came. 
And then the epistles, that's the letters that were written to the churches, uh, most of them written by Paul, but there were other uh, epistles too. And then, uh, and then the word apocalypse, which means the end, and that, of course, would be revelation. So let's look at these scriptures. And um, uh, the first one is in Numbers chapter 11. Now remember what we're talking about. We're talking about the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, But Moses said to him, Are you jealous for my sake? Would that, would that, or I wish that, I would, in other words, have you ever heard somebody say, If I had my druthers? That's what he's saying right there. I would that, I would rather that all the Lord's people were prophets, that the Lord would what? Put his Spirit upon them. There it is in the book of Numbers, all the way back in the first five books of the Bible, talking about the need of the Holy Spirit to be upon you, in you, uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit in you, you in the Spirit. Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, water baptism, the word for water baptism, which is baptizo, which means to immerse. Now, it doesn't mean submerge. You You can submerge somebody but you ain't got to bring them back up. So we don't want to be submerged. We want to be immersed where you bring them down and bring them back up. Amen? Matter of fact, that reminds me, two weeks from tonight, if things work out good weather-wise and all that, no, is it two weeks? Yeah, October 1st. October 1st, whenever that is, two or three weeks. Yeah, first Sunday in October. Uh, we're going to go sanctify Brother Mac's pool. I don't know what's been going on around that swimming pool. So we're going to sanctify it. <laughs> we're going to sanctify his pool. And we're going to baptize some people uh, on uh, October the 1st. And so we hope, we hope the Lord will hold off that winter weather a little bit longer so we can get in there. And uh, we're going to baptize the young man in the wheelchair who's here. And I'll need some men to help me with that. And and uh, there's some other candidates that want to be baptized. And we will also, we really need to, uh, Jenny, get that in the bulletin, if you will, uh, to let people know that if they'd like to be baptized, we'll be doing that on October 1st, okay? Uh, and so so immerse means to, um, that's, why, that's why we don't sprinkle. Some churches sprinkle. I won't name them, don't need to. It's not necessary. But we immerse because that's the Bible word. It's, it's baptizo. It means to go down in the water. Now, if sprinkling was good enough, then I don't know why Jesus had to go into a, a place, a pond of water or the river where he could get enough water to be baptized. Uh, if sprinkling was good enough, you can baptize anybody anywhere as long as you've got a faucet around. Amen. I'm, I'm not picking on nobody. I'm just saying that that's why we immerse. We, and that's what, when you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, it's that same word. It's not a different word. It's the original Greek language is the same word. So when you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, you are immersed in the Spirit of God. Really, in a sense... The Holy Spirit who is in you because you know you actually have the Holy Spirit in you when you're saved, when you get saved. Matter of fact, your very first encounter with the Holy Spirit is conviction of sin. 
Y'all remember that? How many of y'all have some of that now? Amen. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. So your first encounter with the Holy Spirit was when he, you heard the gospel and he revealed to you your lost condition. And you realize, I'm lost. I'm not saved. And then the Holy Spirit drew you to the Lord because of the preaching of the word or somebody's testimony or a song. Uh, you just got drawn to the Lord by the Spirit. And you said, I want the Lord in my life. I want to be saved. So you were saved. But then the Holy Spirit also works in you, sanctifying you. We talked about that in the last few lessons on uh, Sunday night where he helps you um, not be dominated by your sin nature. That's what sanctification is. We all got a sin nature. Uh, we've all got that. And uh, what we want is for the Holy Spirit to have more control in our life to keep that sin nature not dominant. We want the spiritual part of us to be dominant. Am I making sense? And so that's what sanctification does and a lot more. We taught on it several nights. And now we're talking about a distinctive um, um, event. Salvation is an event. Most of you can tell me when you got saved. You remember the day, the night you got saved. And you remember it because it is an event. It is a crisis experience. Now we believe in the Pentecost Holiness Church that sanctification also is an event. But sometimes people don't know when that happened in their life, and that's fine. But I know other people who say, I remember when I got sanctified. I remember when I went to the altar, I got sanctified. And, and they remember it as an event in their life. But sanctification, listen, begins when you're saved, and it is a work of the Holy Spirit. We believe in entire sanctification. We believe that there is a crisis moment. And then the Holy Spirit still progressively works in us from that moment of sanctification to be more sanctified each day, to be more dedicated to the Lord, in love more with the holy things of God than with the world. We, we are that more and more with each passing day. That's what sanctification and the process of sanctification looks like. So now that we're sanctified, um, to, for lack of a better word, we become now eligible to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so we just seek the Lord. And the baptism in the Holy Spirit can come at any moment. It can come at any time. It could happen when you're at home in prayer. It could happen in the altar of our church. It could happen, uh, make sure you keep your eyes open, but it could happen when you're driving. It could happen any time that you... Uh, are receptive and open to this gift from God. How many of you know salvation's a gift, sanctification's a gift, the baptism in the Holy Spirit is a gift? So Jesus holds it out there and we receive it. We reach out there and take it and receive that blessing in our lives. So we're talking about sanctification. Let's go now. Um, uh, we're talking about sanctification, baptism of the Holy Spirit. Let's go now to the poetry books on page 169 and Psalm 45, verses 6 and 7. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. Uh, a scepter, and that of course is a, um, a thing that a king or a, 
uh, a royalty has, a scepter, I should have I thought about that a little bit more than I do, a scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. And then go to the next verse. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. How many of you know that's God? He loves righteousness, hates wickedness. Therefore God, your God, has what? Anointed you with the oil of joy above your fellows. In other words, part of the anointing of the Holy Ghost, being endowed and filled and immersed in the Holy Ghost, is the characteristic of joy. And you all know, matter of fact, if you're a Christian and you don't have joy, we'd love for you to just stay at the house. <laughs> don't get out in public and ruin our testimony. Amen. Be joyful. Be joyful. I know some grouchy Christians. Quit it. Quit being grouchy. Amen. None of them are here. They all come on Sunday morning. Amen. But I'm telling you, no, I don't, I don't know grouchy people at our church. I haven't, I haven't got to know any grouchy folks yet. Buddy, you're not grouchy, are you? Yeah, buddy, all right. And uh, so, so, so joy, joy. They don't want to hear what you got to say until they see your joy in the Lord. And then they want to know, you know, when you see somebody with a lot of joy, your first thought ought to be, well, either they're crazy or they got a good relationship with the Lord. Amen? Because there's not much to be joyful about outside of our walk with God and our relationship with God in this world. And so let that joy be joy. Really, really joy that's not based on your relationship with God is happiness. Now, here's what I mean by that. Happiness is based on what happens. Joy isn't based on what happens. You can have joy when bad stuff's happening because your joy is not in your event, in your moment you're going through. Your joy is in your relationship with the Lord. And when people see you suffering and full of joy, I'm telling you that's a powerful testimony. It's a powerful testimony. And so he talks about that. Now we go to the wisdom books. The book of Job is one of the wisdom books. Look what it says, Job 33 and 4. The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. That first part of that sentence, the Spirit of God has made me what I am. Now in the prophetic book, listen to this. A lot of, a lot of you, uh, if you want to know where the baptism in the Holy Ghost is in the Old Testament, this is probably the most uh, obvious verse in the book of Joel, the prophet Joel. It says in Joel 2.28, And it came to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Now that's happening, ladies and gentlemen, right now. It's happening right now. Uh, you say, well, I, I don't see much um, evidence of it. Well, there are patches of it. And stories in America where the Spirit's being poured out. Did you know, y'all remember when the Bible college or the Christian college, the Holy Ghost fell and they just had church over and over and over? Well, I want you to know that since then, there have been other colleges where the same thing has happened. The news just isn't telling about it anymore. It was a novelty. It was a new thing. So they were reporting it. But now they're not reporting it. But it's happening in America now. I got a 
text from a friend that sent me a little clip, video clip, and he said, look, here's revival happening in another university somewhere. And if anywhere needs a revival, it's a university, amen? It's a college somewhere. And so there is this pouring out of the Spirit on all flesh happening here, but I'll tell you where the pouring out of the Holy Spirit is happening and we don't see it. We don't see it. And it's really not reported very much. The, the news doesn't cover it. But I'm telling you, in China, there's a revival going on. Listen to this. In Iran and Iraq, there is revival going on. There is a, there is a organization called, what's that group? We get that magazine and we give to them. Um, yeah, the voice of the martyrs, the voice of the martyrs. So I would encourage you, if you want to get on your computer sometime and just study what God's doing around the world, uh, go to the website, the voice of the martyrs, M-A-R-Y, M-A-R-Y-T. T-E-R-T-R, I can't remember, Voice of the Martyrs. A martyr is somebody who gives their life or, or, or suffers for the gospel. I, I was talking to my son today in a uh, text or this week in a text, and he was asking me some questions about the, the, the times we're living in and all of that. And, and I, I told him, I said, um, we were talking about persecution and I said, you know what, if I'm honest, I don't think I've ever been persecuted for my faith. Now, I've had folks didn't like me or didn't like my preaching or didn't like something I said when I was preaching. Be honest with you, I've preached things I didn't like what I said either. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we don't always get it just right when we're preaching and when we're talking. And uh, um, I told him, I said, I don't think I've ever been persecuted for my faith. Now, I know some people in America have. Uh, I'll tell you a group of people who get persecuted for their faith a lot of times uh, are women who have husbands who aren't Christians, and those husbands are under conviction. They will cause a family, and especially a wife, to suffer. I know many, many stories on that. Um, but I also know stories where men tried to serve the Lord very rare, very rare that it's that way. But the wife didn't want to serve the Lord and made their life very difficult. But lady, ladies and gentlemen, the, the martyrdom I'm talking about is horrible. If you will go to that website, The Voice of the Martyrs, and just read some, it'll make you thankful. It'll make you thankful for living here. And we're, we're far from perfect, and I'm really concerned about where this country's going. But I walked in that door tonight, and nobody didn't try to stop me. We come in and fired up the lights and fired up the uh, audio and the video, and, and nobody's coming in trying to stop us. And there are countries, if you tried to do this, they would come in and kill you. And that website tells you about that um, but look what it says here's my point in all that he's pouring out his spirit on all flesh he's pouring out his spirit on all flesh now, i want you to hear me anybody who will receive his spirit he'll give it to them it don't matter if they got pentecostal on their name or not and i tell you a lot of pentecostals aren't hungry for the lord anymore 
And God's pouring his spirit out on anybody who will say, I want you, Lord. I want it. I want that in my life. He will pour it out. Let's read that verse now from Joel again. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men will see visions. And so that is a prophetic word about the moving of the Spirit. And then we go to the Gospels and we go to the book of Luke. Now it's interesting to note that Luke wrote this book of the Bible and the book of Acts that Brother Max teaching on. So you'll see as we get through this that, that Luke, who wrote the book of Acts, which is the Pentecostal book of the Bible, he talks more once you see it in the book of Acts and realize Luke wrote all this, when you go back then and read Luke, you will see where he talked about the Holy Spirit a lot more than Matthew, Mark, and John talked about the Holy Spirit. And I think that's interesting. But um, uh, he says in Luke 24 and 49, And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. So this is Jesus talking but stay in the city until you are clothed with what? Power from, there's no power down here, but power not of this world, power from on high. And then we go to the book of Acts and we look in chapter 4 and verse 31. I believe we were in chapter 4, weren't we, uh, this past week. It says, and when they had prayed, yes, this is a very scripture you taught on. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. Shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me just say this right here. Holy Spirit and Holy Ghost are exactly the same. The word ghost and spirit is the same Greek word. I literally, in my early ministry, had an older man in a church try to help me understand that the Holy Spirit was one thing and the Holy Ghost was another thing. And I was so ignorant at that time. You think I'm ignorant now. You should have known me then. He, you say, we did. You were our pastor. But uh, he tried to, and I was, I was listening to that and, and uh, he was helping me. He was trying to help me understand that Holy Ghost was better than Holy Spirit. Y'all, if y'all believe that and say that and communicate it that way, you're going to get mocked. You're going to get laughed at. And he was just ignorant. He was just ignorant. But he spoke with such authority, and I'm sure somebody taught him that. But I just want to make that clear. When a person says, God, fill me with the Holy Spirit, that is not, a, that is not Holy Ghost light. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Remember Pepsi light? It's not Holy Ghost light. It's Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, not one word's more spiritual than another. Um, it's the same thing. He said, and when they had prayed, the place in, uh, where they were gathered was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. So when you look at Acts 4.31, um, the result of being filled with the Holy Spirit, the result of being filled with the Holy Ghost, was they spoke the word with boldness. Now y'all listen. That's why Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit. Now, I like to enjoy the Holy Spirit. I enjoyed him this morning, didn't y'all? 
I enjoyed him. I want to enjoy him. I want to enjoy him when I'm having my prayer time at home. I want to enjoy the Lord. I want to enjoy him. I want to feel him. I want to praise him. I want to shout. I want to enjoy him. But y'all, that's just a little blessing. That's the icing on the cake. The real reason for being baptized in the Holy Ghost is that you might be a bold witness in a lost world. That's the reason. And I think sometimes the reason God doesn't manifest like maybe he did at another time is we've become complacent. I'm a, can I preach? I'm going to preach right here. The Baptists who don't even claim the baptism of the Holy Ghost are the, one of the most soul-winning denominations you'll ever find. I mean, when there is a collapse, if there's a, there's a tragedy, if there's a tornado, a hurricane, uh, a flood, man, they, they know, boy, if you're going to get somebody saved, get a ministry to help those people. When they come to get their help, share Jesus with them. I, and so I admire the Southern Baptists. Now, there's, I know I'm being taped right now, but I'm saying anyway, there's, and really, it's in most denominations that are not Pentecostal, uh, there's a liberal group that really don't believe the whole Bible. And there, it's that way in the Baptists. It's that way in the Methodists. Matter of fact, there was a big split in the Methodists just recently over homosexuality. And uh, I know pastors who stuck with that group that believe in the homosexuality and that it's fine, and I know, and I'd have other pastors in the Methodist church who split off in another group. They're still called Methodists, but there's a little change in the name because they believe that it's not a lifestyle that God accepts. Now, God loves them, but he doesn't accept their lifestyle. Amen, amen. So, so in the Pentecostal movement, you don't see that very much at all because we come, the Pentecostal movement came out of the holiness movement. And so we believe in holiness and righteousness. So whether we were baptized in the Holy Ghost or not, because of sanctification and holiness, we know what are the sins are and what are not sins. Amen. We, and we take a stand in those areas and there's little debate within our churches about that. There, like in the Pentecostal Holiness Church, Assemblies of God, Church of God, there's not, a, there's not a liberal part of that denomination and a conservative part. They're all conservative in, in the Pentecostal movement. Um, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. It sure was good, though, weren't it? It wasn't good. And, uh, and, uh, uh, the, but the baptism in the Holy Spirit, oh, no, I was talking about the Baptist. So, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to admit some things to you while I'm teaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to admit some struggles I have. I have some personal struggles uh, about things that are taught and, and all of that. Here's how I am. If it's in the Bible, I'll teach it to you. If it's not in the Bible, I'm going to tell you something's not in the Bible. So, so and this is a personal struggle with me, and I don't want to let it offend you. But I find it hard to believe that men like Charles Stanley weren't filled with the Holy Spirit. I find it hard to believe that men like Dr. Adrian Rogers, Dr. Chuck Swindoll, 
and David Jeremiah and people like that aren't filled with the Holy Spirit. And I don't know if they've spoken in tongues or not, but I'll tell you what, you can't get up and preach like those men do. You can't, you can't witness like those men do without you having in your mind a battle going on. When you see people that talk in tongues every time they pray, but wouldn't witness to nobody at the post office if it was the last thing they did. Can I preach? But you, but then you got a fellow over here who hadn't spoken in tongues, but loves the Lord and is bold and passing out tracts and, and will talk to anybody on the street. And, I, I, and I've told the Lord, I've told the Lord in my prayer time, I, I struggle with it, Lord. I said, I struggle with it. I struggle with what you said the baptism in the Holy Ghost is for and how uh, a lot of us Pentecostals, we want to shout and dance and, and speak in tongues and all that's good and I want to do all that. But Lord, we don't, want to, we don't want to witness. We don't do very much witnessing. And it burdens my heart. And look, let me tell you, I'm convicted about it in my life. I'm not talking about it. I'm not pointing the finger at anybody here tonight. I, I listen to these men preach and tell stories of who they led to the Lord on an airplane and, and how they a man sat down with them. Uh, there's a story Dr. Adrian Rogers tells of a man sitting down with him drunk and uh, he saw the book Dr. Adrian Rogers was reading and he was talking real loud. He said, oh, you want them Jesus fellas and, and on and on. You can just tell the story Dr. Rogers is telling is true because he's telling it with such detail. And before they landed that airplane, that man knew Jesus as his personal Savior. And I think we could see it. I think I could see that if I had the boldness. Well, it's the Holy Ghost that I claim I have that gives me that boldness. Who's feeling convicted right now? I am. And so, so... I tell you what I love about you all, though, and about this church, and I wish we were even more bold with it, is, is when Brother Mac mentioned, I don't remember what setting it was you mentioned it, but I, it, it really, I was really thankful to hear that and be reminded of it. I think I already knew it, but you said the money we make on the um, chicken sale is to build ramps. Oh, Goth is to is, yeah, Goth is to build ramps for people, and and I, I like that when you when you do something with a mission in mind. Remember that sermon I preached on the mission being having the same mission Jesus does, and and when we make it about souls, listen, every event we have, we ought to the first question ought to be what can we do in this event. To get the gospel to somebody. Even if it's tape a track to the box of chicken or, and I don't know, y'all might be doing some stuff I don't know about. But y'all help me, help me, because I'm not, I don't think about it every time. Every event we have, let's try to say, well, how can we turn this event into a way to get the gospel? Maybe to somebody that don't go to church, but they come to our event. And, and I think y'all already do some stuff like that, uh, y'all, we already do some stuff like that. Maybe, you know, put some tracks and some information in our church in a little um, 
a little baggie, Ziploc bag or something. And when we have these events, just pass those out. At least that. And because um, that's what the baptism in the Holy Ghost is for, is that we would win the lost. Amen. Amen. So, so a little preaching there, and I want you to understand, preaching to me. I'm preaching to me. I, 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 I dropped the ball there so much in my own personal life. And then the epistles, Ephesians 5.18, and you all know this one. You've heard it many times. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. And the King James says, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. That, that don't look like a suggestion to me right there. What does that look like to you? A command. It's like a command. And be filled with the Spirit. Ephesians 5.18. And then the book of Revelation, chapter 22, verse 17. The Spirit and the bride. Now, uh, the Spirit and the bride. Who's the bride? We are. Yes, good. We're the bride. The Spirit and the bride say, come and let the one who hears come, uh, say come, and let the one who is thirsty come, and let the one who desires take the water of life without price. All about salvation. Bringing people to the Lord through our bold witness. Getting people saved. Let me read this little, and I didn't look it up to see if it's a poem or a song. I've got a feeling it's a song. It's by J.G. Martin titled, I'm glad I'm one of them. It says, there are people almost everywhere whose hearts are all aflame. I don't mind to be aflame, don't you? I saw some flames this morning. With the fire that fell at Pentecost, which made them all acclaim, it is burning now within my heart. All glory to his name. And I'm glad that I can say I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Aren't you guys, you can say, I'm one of them that got filled with the Holy Ghost. Now what we want to do is follow through on why God gave us that wonderful blessing. He goes on in the song. He says, though these people may not be learned, may not learned be, nor boast of worldly fame, they have all received their Pentecost through faith in Jesus' name. You get Filled with the Holy Ghost the same way you got saved, by faith, by faith. And are telling now, both far and wide, his power is yet the same. And I'm glad that I can say I'm one of them. They were gathered in the upper room, all praying in his name. They were baptized in the Holy Ghost and power for service. Power for service came, yes. Now, what he did for them that day, he'll do for you and me. He'll do for you the same. And I'm glad that I can say I'm one of them. Come, my brother, seek this blessing that will cleanse your heart from sin, that will start the joy bells ringing and will keep the soul aflame. It is burning now within my heart. All glory to his name. And I'm glad that I can say I'm one of them. One of them, one of them. I'm glad that I can say I'm one of them. Amen. Amen. And then there was a song popped in my mind. And uh, um, I looked it up. I tell you, my phone. Hold on. I just had it. 
Oh, here it is. The devil's working, y'all. Help me remember. They were in an upper chamber. They were all in one accord. Y'all help me. When the Holy Ghost descended, as was promised in the in his word. Is the chorus then? Yes. Oh, Lord, send the power just now. Oh, Lord, send the power. I wish I had it. Hold on one second. I had it while ago. Y'all hanging in there with me? Y'all, y'all people in TV land, hang in there. Here it is. up the chamber they were all in one accord when the Holy Ghost descended as was promised in his word and then the chorus we just sung yes the power from heaven descended with the sound of rushing wind tongues of fire came down upon them and the Lord that the Lord said he would send yes this old time power was given to our fathers who were true this is promised to believers and we all may have it too amen let's all stand would you Everybody stand. Lord, we thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the third person of the Godhead, Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that I'm a part of a church that does not leave that out. I don't say that sanctimoniously. I don't say that with arrogance. I say it with humility. I'm just glad that I'm a part of a church that believes every part of the Bible, that it's for us. It is for us to know. It is for us to partake. It is for us to receive. It is for us to then allow that power to work through us to get men and women and boys and girls to Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for the way you moved in our service this morning. We thank you, God. We thank you for the word of God. Now, we, we saw it in action this morning. We saw the moving of, uh, of your spirit in the, in the service this morning. I've sensed your presence here tonight. And then tonight, we have established it in the word of God. I know, Lord, this pleases you for us to have the experience we have this morning and then to establish it in the word of God tonight. I know that, is, that pleases you. We're not perfect. We're not a perfect church, but God, I know this day at Pine Level Pentecost Holiness Church, you are pleased, Lord, with how this day was conducted. Give us another good service from the book of Acts on Wednesday night. Anoint Brother Mac. I pray, God, that the Holy Ghost will be on him and speak through him. I pray, God, that we'll turn right around then, come back next Sunday, and open our hearts and open our lives for you to work deep in us, for you to work deep in us, Lord. Uh, that was my, that was my uh, uh, thing that I heard from you this morning I, as we were worshiping. Uh, and I reminded the folks, enjoy the Lord, but when he's moving like that and the Spirit is moving, 
Just say, God, work deep in me, deeper than you've ever worked in me before. Change me, God. Sanctify me more. Fill me more with your Holy Spirit that I might be a powerful witness in my community, to my family. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless y'all so much. Thank y'all for being here tonight. And we'll pick right up where we left off. Uh, next next Sunday night. The Pine Level Pentecostal Church Incorporated, copyright 2023.